experts in engineering and manufacturing solutions that meet the industry's water needs. This is The Intake, a podcast hosted by Atlas SSI. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Intake, an Atlas SSI podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We appreciate you listening along to some broader water management industry thought leadership. As we explore today's topics, make sure you're heading to our website, atlas-ssi.com. Again, atlas-ssi.com for more thought leadership and uh, obviously for more information about the company, especially around our solutions and services. And you can also find more episodes of The Intake on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just hit that subscribe button for The Intake and you'll have a full catalog of previous conversations plus notifications when we drop new ones. So on today's episode, we are excited to talk about some of our newest solutions coming to market to support stormwater and water treatment infrastructure. But more importantly, as we explore this product, we are wanting to connect the dots between Atlas SSI's solutions and the very real challenges that our raw water sources face as the environment changes in unpredictable ways. So here to shed some light on the issue and where Atlas SSI adds its expertise are our two thought leaders for the day. First up, Mr. Bill Woodworth, Division Manager for the Municipal Sector at Atlas SSI. Bill, great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Yeah, pleasure getting to source your insights today. And next up, we've got Rodney Brown. He's a Regional Sales Manager, also with Atlas SSI. Rodney, great to have you on. How are you? Um, very good, and uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you again to the two of you for taking some time. This is going to be a good and informative, actionable discussion for our audience. I want to start by just hearing a little bit about your backgrounds and experience in the space. So go ahead and just summarize that for us so our audience understands the perspectives that you're going to be sharing today. Uh, Bill, if you want to take us away. Sure. So I'm a 30-year veteran um, of the engineered process equipment industry. And so what that means is the pumps and filtration and heat transfer equipment that's used in petrochemical and water wastewater industries. I've uh, been involved with design and installation and operation of that equipment for 30 plus years. Fantastic. A great tenured career to pull some insights from today. Mr. Rodney, same question for you. Tell us a bit about your background and experience in the space. Pretty much the same. I've uh, been with the company over 20 years, uh, background in uh, customer support and service. Uh, and help develop some of the products we're going to talk about here a little later on. Love it. 50 plus years of combined experience here for the conversation. And that's really going to come in handy uh, once we start to connect the dots more between uh, Atlas SSI's solutions and the day-to-day workflows that our wastewater and stormwater operators are dealing with today. Um, and I also think those 50 plus years are going to give us a good understanding for how things have changed too since you joined the company. So let's jump in. Let's uh, paint a, a broader picture here of the challenge. How does the unpredictability of extreme weather events that various reports, I wish I had them here to cite, but that actually conclusively land on the frequency of these events increasing. So this isn't just anecdotal, right? How does the unpredictability of some of these extreme weather events affect the day-to-day operational challenges for wastewater and stormwater operators 
at the municipal level. What's your assessment there? Sure. So I'll, I'll let Rodney speak to how it affects kind of the screening technology, and I'll take a look at it from a little higher, more general view. The increased intensity and frequency of the extreme weather events can really put a strain and, and sometimes just uh, exceed the design capacity of the treatment facilities. So in ur urban areas, that means higher potential for stormwater, pollution, uh, localized flooding, and combined sewer overflows. In the rural areas, it can lead to source runoff, which can damage the water quality of the receiving water. So this scenario causes harm to wildlife and, and fish that inhabit uh, those bodies of water. And then for us, really importantly, is on the drinking water side um, that we're also dependent upon. These facilities under severe outbreaks, they result in, and we're, we're getting way too familiar with these boil water notices. And that's because the the, uh, the just the sheer volume of flooding just overwhelms the facilities and their ability to treat that. As Bill said, you're seeing a lot more uh, debris come into the intake structures. And what our customers are facing from a, a rake and screen standpoint is that the equipment is just not quite heavy duty enough for what they face now. 15, 20 years ago, things worked well and uh, they could keep up. Now our customers are asking for something that can operate more continuously, that can operate under heavy loads, and can automatically remove debris to a roll-off bin so it can be disposed of without having to have personnel on the ground uh, trying to clear that debris out of the way. Perfect. Thank you for that context. Let's go ahead and jump right into it then uh, on Atlas SSI's role in supporting some of these challenges. I want to highlight again where that support comes from in terms of not only a broader uh, vision for your role in the industry, but also your product. So you recently launched a new bar screen solution called the Gator Rake. Uh, this was designed specifically to protect critical downstream infrastructure. So let's get into the nitty gritty. What is the Gator Rake at a high level and what purpose does it serve in mitigating some of these challenges? Um, the Gator Rake is a front clean, front return raking system attached to the bar screen that's used to capture the debris in the intakes, uh, canals, spillways, what have you. Primarily used at power plants, chemical plants and refineries, and at stormwater pump stations. And, and that's the piece of equipment that receives most of the heavy debris at the very beginning of the intake stream. And uh, that's where it needs to be uh, very heavy duty and, and robust. Yeah, we're really excited to launch this as the municipal division manager. It's really important for me to have this new product to uh, share with all of our customers in that space. Now, where is a bar screen like this typically installed, right? What are some of the type of applications where we see something like the Gator Rake prove useful? So primarily in the intake channel, uh, upstream of the traveling water screens and pumps, uh, it's there to protect the other equipment that's downstream of that equipment. Now, get a little more specific for us then on how this works in practice. At a high level, what are some of the key equipment components of a bar screen and how does that translate into mitigating, again, these raw water source challenges we see today? Yeah, as the raw water is drawn into an intake structure, it's going to have sticks, limbs, plastic bags, you name it, all types of debris. And that water suspended uh, flows over the bar racks and the bar racks collect that debris and the rakes then lift that debris up to be disposed of. And it prevents the blockage that can lead to a head loss and other problems associated with just having too much material in the water 
uh, on the upstream side of your screens. Now, when you get a bar screen integrated, again, specifically around wastewater and stormwater management, what are some of the common challenges that come with operating a bar screen? And that can include not only the day-to-day of operating it, but also the maintenance of it when it's idle. Right. One of the, the ideal sort of challenges that we see is that on the front end of the project, whether it's in design phase for a new facility or you know, maybe a 20-year-old plant or pump station, they've underestimated what they may see at that bar screen. Um, They design for best-case scenario often instead of worst-case scenario. A lot of times money dictates uh, what they're able to do there. It's just really important to install heavy-duty equipment that's going to last and it can operate in the extreme conditions that we currently are facing. Draw some comparisons then for us against – other typical bar screens, where does the Gator Rake differentiate itself, even amongst your other line of products, but then also just the, I guess, broader generalized typical bar screen that you might see in the industry? And working with our customers in the field, we found that things need to be bigger and heavier on the rakes themselves. The gearboxes and higher horsepower motors, the rake design having the bolt-on teeth that can be easily replaced that we have heavy-duty head shafts, we have heavy-duty interlink locking chain uh, that's designed to carry it, and we just engineered our equipment to carry a much heavier load and start under a heavier burden than what was typically found in the industry. Now, what about the uh, material itself? Uh, Does that differ at all from what we see in the industry? Most definitely, and so these are not off the shelf pieces of equipment that are set and that are model numbered that are ordered uh, prefab. We design each one uh, with a specific application in mind. So, you know, it's important to make sure that we beef it up and size it accordingly and also not, not oversize the piece of equipment and unnecessarily drive up costs. So we, we design and size each one for the specific application that it's going into. Now, what about the design itself? Uh, I know that the Gator Rake has a rake design. It's in the name. Describe that for us and uh, how that differs from other designs you see in the industry. It's a similar design to what's in the industry. It's just we have a heavier duty rake that can handle more load and it's wider to bring up more of the uh, stringy, uh, clingy debris, such as plastic garbage bags. And, and I guess basically you just call it hay, that it, it ends up getting into there into willow trees and things like that. So the, the rakes themselves engage the bars fully so that they cling between them as well instead of just scraping along the top. So it gives you more performance, essentially, is the way we design this. And what about the motors themselves that support the, you know, the actual uh, operations of the Gator Rake? Is there anything of note on that front? We use a little higher horsepower motors and a little more rugged duty gearboxes. Uh, that would be the biggest difference. Speaking of rugged, it seems like most of the components, the design specifics are differentiating themselves because they are rugged and because they have to deal with 
you know, high strain workloads. Can you break down what those workloads look like and why you felt the need to really lean into the rugged capabilities of the Gator Rake? Our field service crews were being asked to evaluate other rakes on intake structures. And in talking with them, we found that their options were strictly limited to the lighter duty equipment. So we set out to uh, build the Gator Rake to uh, fill that need with the heavier duty components and the higher capacities. We really felt like there was a void in the marketplace for this heavy duty design and feel like it will will fill the need that's uh, requested by our customers. Absolutely. So if the Gator Rake is so much more rugged than a standard bar screen, is there ever a use case uh, especially for today's needs where you would still want to have a standard bar screen in place? What are your thoughts? Yeah, there are. Um, you know, I just got back from a trip out west and especially out there in some of the irrigation districts. Uh, they're fairly clean canals, not a lot of heavy debris. You're not going to find too many floating objects. It's more of a controlled environment. And uh, quite often just a standard design will work in that application. Are there any rule of thumb then for operators to follow as they bring a gator rake into their day-to-day water management operations? Um, how do those rules of thumb fit into like a larger ecosystem of technology as well? The, the rule of thumb we've seen is the existing equipment is just not able to keep up. Um, and, and that leads to, for them to reach out to us for solutions. So with reinforced bar screens like the Gator Rake, one of the main reasons why we're even having this conversation, like I mentioned earlier on, is because they are being validated as a go-to solution due to climate change, due to more periods of extreme drought or heavy rainfall, putting increased pressure on existing standard bar screens. Uh, Can you connect those dots more specifically for us? What are some of the unique challenges that these climate change events, right, the, these unpredictable weather events have on bar screen operations? What are those unpredictable conditions? Sure. So uh, as you can imagine, as the flooding events happen, everything and anything can be pushed into the system. A lot of it goes uncaptured as the, the floodwaters rise. So anything from plastic bottles, you know, that's pretty common. You can get uh, much larger objects, of course, logs, down trees, things that make its way into the waterway uh, that can cause a lot of damage to equipment. And, and, you know, the bar screen is there to protect that equipment. And so, you know, the the need for that and the need for the more, more robust design is absolutely tied to the increased intensity and frequency of the storms. In practice, bar screens can capture a lot of trash as they're designed to. Uh, What are some of the approaches to help simplify the material handling, though, of this debris? What are your thoughts? Now, many installations are going ahead and fully automating the system by adding a conveyor that will take the collected debris and put it into a bin or a roll-off box, makes it easier to dispose of. A lot of trash can be, like we said, anything and all types of municipal waste that gets into the stream and all types of debris, uh, mainly from overhanging branches, leaves, grasses, things like that. And, and pollution has caused a major, major issue as well, um, where you see discarded tires, uh, coolers that have made their way into the, the process. Um, so it's just another protection mode to keep that stuff from getting into pumps, which would 
wreck havoc and cause lots of uh, damage. I want to get your thoughts on the workflows for bar screens more specifically as well. A lot of these stations are remote ones, which means there probably isn't going to be a professional literally with their eyes on the operations day in and day out, which introduces the need and the use for functions supported by automation. I'm curious what functions you see uh, utilizing automation the most, right? What features are available for uh, remote operations of these bar screens and why do you find them to be useful? Yeah, so we can completely automate uh, the bar screen uh, so that the operation and and related equipment tied to the operation of the rake uh, can be uh, operated via cell. We offer video monitoring of the structure so that they can see what's going on at the pump station, you know, whether they're sitting in front of a PLC somewhere uh, at the wastewater plant. Let's talk about integrating and maintaining these bar screens then to start to close out the conversation. Does the Gator Rake need to be installed into a new construction build or can it also retrofit existing sites, right? Is there sort of a standard for how to even approach bringing this into wastewater treatment operations? Uh, And does Atlas SSI have any services available to help maneuver that challenge of design and installation? Yeah, absolutely. We custom manufacture each unit for the specific installation. So in an existing intake, we make the rake to be installed with no modifications to the civil structure. In a new application, some of our service or that our engineers will work with the customers and the customer's engineers to ensure a safe and efficient project where everything matches up properly. We have an existing project uh, that I've been working on today. We're working with a design engineer building the intake structure, and we're helping him build that structure to accommodate more easily for the Gator rate because that's the technology he wants to use. Now, when it comes to maintenance of these bar screens, uh, I know below the waterline inspections are pretty standard for submerged uh, equipment, especially in wastewater and stormwater management. How do these inspections fit into extending the lifespan of the Gatorade system, especially since it is so rugged and meant to insulate itself from a lot of the standard wear and tear of a, a regular bar screen? What are your thoughts there? What's involved in this kind of inspection, especially for Gator Rig? No. Well, maintaining, uh, uh, properly maintaining any piece of equipment is a key to its longevity. Uh, in this instance, having our commercial hard hat divers available to perform inspections below the water is key because they can check the integrity of the equipment, see if anything is, is actually lodged in there, uh, check for corrosion and things like that. So uh, it, like I said, it's very important to keep an eye on it. We uh, provide an, an inspection and maintenance schedule. And if the customers don't have the personnel, our crews can uh, do those PM adjustments and inspections on a semi-annual or annual basis. All right, y'all. I think that just about does it for our podcast today. Last main question I've got for you is a bit of a lighter one, but uh, we've been mentioning the Gatorade this whole time, and I never asked about the name. Uh, Gotta love the name. Very cool. Very unique. Why call it the Gatorade? So we'll figure Gatorade is uh, is about as tough a creature as you're going to run into in the water. It's very adaptive. It's resilient. And we we like to think our rake will function in the same way. It'll handle uh, anything you throw at it. 
All right, y'all. I think on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up the podcast today. So thank you so much to the two of you for giving us a breakdown of the Gator Rake, how it fits into your ecosystem of Atlas SSI products, but more importantly, why it is such an essential piece of the puzzle for meeting today's raw water source management needs. Again, it doesn't look like climate change is going to be slowing down anytime soon. There are you know, increasing levels of unpredictability, um, especially with droughts and heavy catastrophic rainfall. And so with those trends persisting, I'm really curious to see how Atlas SSI continues to be part of the solution for its stormwater and wastewater professionals. Again, we've been chatting with Bill Woodworth, Division Manager for the Municipal Sector at Atlas SSI, as well as Rodney Brown, Regional Sales Manager, also with Atlas SSI. And Bill and Rodney, if folks want to find out more about some of your work in this space, they want to get in touch, maybe they want to get a gator rake of their own, how can they do so? Absolutely. You can reach out to us via our website. We have a link on there uh, where you can fill out just a, a very small amount of information and someone will get back to you uh, that very same day that you send in that request. Plus, we'll be glad to come out to your site, do a walk down with you, get an evaluation and, and come up with some uh, eyes on solutions uh, for what we can do. All right, Bill, Rodney, thanks again for your time. We'll chat again soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of The Intake, an Atlas SSI podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to previous episodes, uh, you want to make sure you don't miss out on future ones, or you want to get a gator rake of your own, make sure you're heading to our website, atlas-ssi.com. Again, atlas-ssi.com. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for more Atlas Thought Leadership. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of The Intake.